Welcome to Real Radiant, a podcast from the heart to help you connect to your radiant self. I'm your host, Morgan Lesniewski, and each week I'm bringing on some amazing guests for real and honest conversations on topics like lifestyle, wellness, and how to live your best life. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Real Radiant Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Lesniewski, and I'm so happy to be back here on the mic with you guys for another episode this week. Today, I'm joined by Carolyn Yashannon. She is the founder of Copina Co., which is all plant-based collagen, matcha, all that kind of good stuff. So highly recommend you guys go check it out but I loved having her on the podcast today she was such a perfect person to talk to about all things beauty wellness positive aging and a little bit about her business I know that you guys will get so much value out of this episode she had so many good perspective changes and insight on beauty and how we should look at beauty as a form of health as well as positive aging rather than anti-aging. It was just all around a really, really good conversation and I loved having her on today. I know that you guys will love listening to this, but before we get into the podcast, I just want to remind you all to please rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. I love getting feedback from you guys and I want to know what you like, don't like, all of that good stuff. So definitely go do that and also check out the Instagram at Real Radiant with two T's where I'm posting daily on the podcast, lifestyle, wellness, yoga tips, all that good stuff. So definitely go check it out. And without further ado, here's Carolyn. Hi, Carolyn. Thank you so much for coming on Real Radio, and I'm so happy to have you on today. Hey, Morgan. I'm so happy to be on. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm so excited to speak with you. So the big question of the podcast that I love to start with is what is one quote that has resonated with you and changed your perspective on things like life, jobs, relationships, anything like that? Ooh, okay. I think I forget who said this, but the quote goes something like, uh, and when you un- when you let your own light shine, you unconsciously give others permission to do the same. And I remember I first heard that quote in high school, and I think it's just kind of resonated, and it's so true, and it speaks about energy, which I'm a big mm-hmm. believer in, and uh, the energy that you put out is what you get back in the world, and mm-hmm. and that's infectious and can help you you inspire yourself, but can help inspire others too. And mm-hmm. we all feed off each other. Yeah. I love that. I love that a lot. It's like the saying, your vibe attracts your tribe. Like, like you said, what you put out there, you get back. So it's a really good reminder. And especially like when you see, like when you're around a person who is just authentically themselves and like, you know, that they're completely being themselves, it makes you feel more comfortable to be yourself around them. You know, you you don't feel like you have to hide anything. So that's a really good reminder. Absolutely. And so tell us a little bit about yourself, like who you are, what you do, your business, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, well, I'm calling you from San Diego. So I am, uh, I'm a California girl, born and raised. Um, I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area. Always been super into hiking and uh, biking, just kind of being outdoors. Like it was such a central part of my life. Um, always been really into cooking and um, was lucky enough to have parents who were interested in plant-based eating and especially my mom kind of got me into healthier eating when I was younger and I got recruited to row crew in college went back east for college um was super into nutrition after uh leaving crew and uh you know some of the nutrition challenges that come from working out for six hours a day and then not all of a sudden that was quite an interesting thing um 
but I live in, yeah, I live in San Diego now with my husband and dog and, um, I had kind of an interesting journey. So I got inspired to start a company in a weird and actually a blog. So in a weird way. So I started this wellness blog called Copinico and it eventually became my beauty company. And the whole thing was inspired by my journey with acne and dry skin and kind of health in general, which is a funny, a funny foundation for a beauty company if you think about it. Um, but should I, should I tell you the whole story or? Yes, uh, completely. I want okay. the whole story. Okay. Yeah. All the details. Um, <laughs> all right. So basically I started getting acne super young very, very honored to have that. That was so much fun. Um, about, I mean, my gosh, I must've been about 10 when I started getting acne and I remember going to the dermatologist and, you know, I I would just see all these ads all over the place about clear skin, perfect skin. And, and certainly, you know, I was getting made fun of you're in middle school. It's no fun. And I remember going to my dermatologist and, um, starting on kind of topical medications, but they they weren't working and, um, Mm -hmm. then started going on more rigorous, um, uh, like pill medications and my gosh, I did everything. So from the time I was in middle school, I mean, I did certainly retin-A, but also several years of oral antibiotics. Um, I did about every over the counter, you know, every prescription acne medication over the counter acne medication you can imagine that eventually manifested into, um, not only the oral antibiotics when I was a teen, but two rounds of Accutane later in life too. So I did Accutane when I was in college. It didn't quite work. And then I did it again at the t- right after I graduated. And it was always on this premise of there's something wrong with my skin. Mm-hmm. And I just need to get clear skin. And I just need to look a certain way. And all these problems will go away. There was no, there was no thought or mention of you know, what these things do to your internal health or kind of how your beauty and is a reflection of your internal internal health or how to maximize, um, maximize that internal balance as well and settle it. Uh, and so, you know, I went through years of these medications and the, I mean, all of the Accutane left my skin super dry. Like I remember I lived on East coast. I remember being in the snow and my lips just cracking. It was horrible. Um, and my gut health was super depleted. Um, I had a really terrible time digesting food. I was constantly going, getting bloated and, you know, I'm still getting acne. Like I actually started getting more acne when I turned 25 and mm-hmm. I just felt so uncomfortable in my body. And I realized, you know what, there has to, like, my doctors are telling me this stuff is normal, but this ain't it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there has to be something else. I deserve a better quality of life. So I really got inspired to explore different things. And I started reading about Ayurveda and that was the first time anyone, you know, wow, mentioned that our skin is a reflection of our internal health and our internal mm-hmm. vibrance and our internal balances and imbalances. And I was like, what, you know, cause dermatology and everything kind of, treat- I, I hope it's different now, but treated my skin as kind of a separate, completely separate thing than my internal organs, you know, all, mm-hmm. all these things. But um, I got interested in certainly healing my dry skin and then healing my gut with holistic medicine after I started reading and listening to podcasts and learned about, okay, Ayurveda is a thing Mm -hmm. and then holistic medicine is a thing. And I basically um, was able to heal my pretty severe cystic acne and gut health and dry skin 
through plants. And uh, someone had recommended to me taking collagen to heal my skin because it was still pretty dry. You know, it was really irritated after all these years. And like I tried it and it just made my stomach hurt. And I looked at it and I hated what was in it because it's sourced from typically byproducts of the meat industry, cow eyes, mm. fish skins, eggshells, and animal bones. And I knew that there had to be a better way, a more sustainable way um, of approaching it. And I'd had this whole experience coming from holistic medicine. And I thought, okay, you know, the universe is telling me something. I've got to listen to it. There must be a way to support your own collagen through plant medicine and not use any of the animal products and started working with herbalists and turned out that there was, and, uh, I made a company out of that. Yeah. I love that. I love that a lot. So like with your company, well, there's so many things, two directions that I want to go. Like, I want to talk more about your acne journey and then Mm -hmm. also, um, your business and like how that really came to fruition and everything. But that's so wild that something that started at a really young age, like 10 years old, like you said, and then through when you were 25, like you really had no answers. It was just like either getting a little bit better, but then it would get worse, you know, ebbed and flowed. And it's so crazy that something like acne can put you on this trajectory that eventually leads you to creating this beautiful and amazing business and like essentially living out your purpose. Like you always think that when kind of bad or unfortunate things happen to you, and I would consider it like bad thing. It's, I mean, acne, it's a harmful thing. You know, it affects your self-esteem. It doesn't make you feel as confident when interacting with other people. So I would label it as bad. And it's just crazy how something like that can lead to something so beautiful later on in life. And so it's a really, a really cool story. Well, thank you for that. And, you mm-hmm. know, certainly, hey, I, I have a good life. Like there are a lot of, you know, there are a lot of things going on in the world, but Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, acne is no fun and it's embarrassing. And mm-hmm. you know what it is too, that I realized though, I've made peace with it because when I, and you know, I still get acne sometimes, not nearly mm-hmm. as bad as it used to be because I'm healthier, mm-hmm. but I realized that like I made peace with it because I realized that instead of seeing it as some enemy or some problem to be fixed, it's like, wait a minute, this is my body telling me it wants to be healthier. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, that's such a shift. Mm-hmm. And I think, I really think that life is full of so many challenges and it's how we respond to those challenges that really defines us. Mm-hmm. And this was a challenge. Um, and I, I think that there are so many beautiful things that can come out of any situation. And, uh, it, you know, it, it, acne was something that I was so embarrassed to talk about, like, I would always wear face makeup everywhere, even at sports practice. I, w- I remember being in college and being like, oh my gosh, you know, I was going, I, my skin was just blowing up, so to speak. And I was like, ah, how do I, you know, what am I going to do? Take off my makeup in front of a boy, like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. You know, I was yeah. just very self-conscious about it. And I think a lot of people don't talk about acne. Maybe they do more now, but people back then were not so much. And I, mm-hmm. I would just wear all this makeup around all the time. and so, so afraid of anyone seeing an imperfection or anything like that. And then a really cathartic thing was I started a blog, it was originally called Carolyn's Pantry, which is a mm. not the best name in the world. Mm. But um, when I was going vegan, um, uh, I would share vegan recipes on there. And then it kind of evolved into a blog talking about skin when I was going through all my skin issues. And suddenly 
I started showing my bare skin on the internet and mm-hmm. talking about my acne on the internet with other women. And that yeah. was a crazy thing because I, I think so many people, I mean, millions of people go through acne, go through these things, but don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's a really, you know, there's so many weird things about the internet, but gosh, there's so many cool things too. And this is, this is a really cool thing that came out of it. And it became a really healing thing for me too, to talk about it with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just getting that relatability with other people. Cause yeah. like that, like you said, that is the beauty of the internet and social media. Like there are obviously downsides to it, but that's one of the big positives where you can see and relate to other people who may be going through the same thing and like share tips on how to treat it, how to solve it, like comfort each other if they're feeling like insecure about it. So it's just really good that you had and created that community. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. And it's a, uh... It was a funny thing. It was, it definitely, I didn't think that it would turn into a company, um, mm-hmm. but uh, no, it's been, it's been a beautiful thing. So my company is called Copina Co and we make vegan alternatives to animal collagen. So basically mm-hmm. what's really cool is that you can, you don't have to get um, collagen from animal products. You can actually mm-hmm. supercharge your body to make more of it. And we use plant botanicals like Trumella mushrooms, uh, go to cola, which is an, an herb commonly used in um, herbalism to help support skin health, repair the skin. Uh, Trumella, you know, <laughs> I already said Trumella, um, Amla, bamboo leaf extract, all these things that actually help your body make more of its own collagen. So for me, like, it's just super cool. And I feel like the luckiest person in the world because I get to sit here and talk about the amazing plant world and plants fundamentally change my life and heals my health and help create a product that really introduces people to a whole new way of, of looking at beauty as something that has a foundation of aligning your internal health. Because mm-hmm. what, what if we looked at, you know, I feel like for so much of my life when I was going through all this stuff with my health and, you know, the dermatologists and all this makeup and all these things, like I saw beauty as almost a function. Mm-hmm. like some goal has to achieve. Oh, you have perfect scanner. Oh, beautiful. You know, whatever. But I didn't see it as a function of health. And so it's really powerful and, and just so exciting to me. Like I get so pumped about it, thinking about how we can together as a society really redefine beauty mm-hmm. in a better way. And for that next generation of girls that's coming up through middle school, starting to experience all these things, they see themselves as well. When I'm beautiful, I'm happy, confident, strong, connected with my own body, healthy and vibrant, not fitting into a box. That's that's just really exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love that, especially because when we're little and little girls and like we look at all these magazines or like models and people like that, we assume that beauty and being beautiful is simply based on just like attraction and like men being attracted to us or like other people being attracted to us and like having that conventional definition of beauty like embodying that and when I think like you said shift it to the thinking of like no beauty is health like beauty is a reflection of your health and thinking of it from that mindset it comes a lot more liberating you know it frees us from that box like you said and it gives us the ability to now decide like, no, I'm actually not going to wear makeup because it's better for my skin and I want my skin to be beautiful. And I'm not going to put myself into that box of like that society wants me to put in that says like women have to wear makeup in order to be beautiful. You know, it's kind of like reversing the programming that we've all been instilled with. Yeah. I think that, I think that 
you know, and there's so many interesting conversations about this stuff because people, some people, <laughs> like, some people, um, some people, you know, go very extreme on one end, like, oh, well, mm-hmm. you know, beauty is like me doing all these things to my body and all this stuff. And on the other end, you know, there's the, and, and mind you, I'm from Northern California. There's, there's some hippies where I am. Mm-hmm. There's the other end of the spectrum where some people I remember of the camp of like, no, no bras, no makeup ever. You know, I remember volunteering at a summer camp for kids once and someone came mm-hmm. up to me and was trying to convince me not to wear deodorant ever because mm-hmm. my true love would find my pheromones attractive. And I was like, you know what? I don't feel like that's a thing. I'm going to keep wearing deodorant, but thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you for your advice. <laughs> but I think um, with beauty, you know, can you, can you still be confident? Can you still be connected with yourself and curl your hair, wear makeup, you know, do something that you want to really look at? Yeah, because it's it's a choice. And I think that's where the conversation is. Things are a choice. It's not something that you have to do. Mm-hmm. It's not something that defines who you are. It's something that you can do for yourself should you want to. And I think that's where the distinction really comes into Um, and some people certainly talk about plastic surgery or Botox, anything like that. Like I don't harp on people if they do anything like that, but, um, I, you know, I personally choose not like, I personally have not done Botox, nothing Mm -hmm. against anyone who does me in the future. Don't really plan to, but, um, you know, I think that where we, and people get so up on each other on the internet about this, especially when people talk about aging, Um, you know, I think it's so interesting. Some people are so adamant one way, so adamant another way, but I think that where the conversation really has to come in is that it's a choice. Mm -hmm. It's not something that's a societal expectation that you either don't do this or do do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like, like thinking of it in that term, because I've definitely fallen into that category of thinking that in order to be beautiful or to like age beautifully, I need to do all of these things. Like, when I was, I'm 22 now, but when I was like 20 years old and I would see a bunch of videos of girls going and getting preventative Botox in like their early twenties. And so I went Uh, and did that and like, I'm so glad I don't do it now, but it's just mind blowing that we actually think that as like a 20 year old, you need to get Botox to like prevent aging when there's nothing wrong with aging. And when you have a choice to either do that or not do it, but at the end of the day, like at 20 years old, you do not need to be doing something like that. And it's just crazy that I believed that and thought that I had to do it in order Mm -hmm. to be beautiful, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, oh no, you're getting a line. You know, Mm -hmm. I, a book that I love, actually, I would recommend this book to anyone. It's The Woman I Wanted to Be by Mm -hmm. Diane von Furstenberg. Highly recommend The Audible because she has the most like delicious accent ever. Mm -hmm. And she, she reads her own books and she's just, she's just cool. It has the coolest life. She obviously is an unbelievably glamorous woman and she talks about beauty quite extensively. And she talks about her choice not to get plastic surgery quite extensively. And, you know, how she says it, she's like, you know, I, I hate, I do all the facials, I do lasers, I do all this stuff. But for me personally, injecting things, my face, not into it because Mm -hmm. she says, you know, I look at the wrinkles on my face as memories and my, my body is the collection of my memories and why would I want to erase them? Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm 31. 
so I'm quite young, but I've really been fascinated by this whole conversation about positive aging recently. So I've gotten really mm-hmm. into a lot of this conversation. There's so many, so many women um, and men and, you know, binary, non-binary individuals um, online really having interesting conversations around positive aging and age positivity and challenging this notion that after you have kids or after you get your first hair, you kind of disappear. Like, mm-hmm. and, and there are so many people really calling out, especially how we talk about people in the media. You know, it's, it's so interesting. You'll see, you'll see young actresses cast as the mothers mm-hmm. of actors for 10 years younger than them. Or, you know, people will always list the age of the woman in you know the Us magazines or something like that. Or somehow an older woman dating a younger man is a sensational news story. Whereas if it's the older man dating a younger woman, no one bats an eye. Yeah. Really challenging these things. But I think that um, I think that where people really connect to that and where I see the conversation shifting in this age positivity, there's there's the aesthetic part of it, but there's also the 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 other part of it. Because I think that again, when we think about beauty, we have to think about non physical aspects. We have to think about confidence, vibrance, health. So mm-hmm. when we're talking about age positivity, it's really having that maximalist mindset of I'm going to be connected with myself. I'm going to do things to improve my health to heal my body, to support my health from within, which as someone who, you know, sells a collagen product that is all aligned with internal, internal health, uh, and aligning your internal health to make more collagen. That's like, I love that. Um, but also it's about at any age, putting yourself out there. It's about being someone who's going to start a company or pick up a new hobby in your sixties, who's open to have, having so many adventures, like, Life doesn't, I, I'm really, I'm really excited to see where life takes us. And I think that people are having this whole conversation, certainly in beauty, but also in aging about having many adventures in life and having an ongoing relationship with your body that transcends these different barriers. You know, we have this notion of, oh, my metabolism's just going to go down or, oh, I'm just going to look a certain way as I get older, or I'm just going to feel a certain way. And it's this downward trend. And why it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're totally right. It doesn't. And I think it's like instilled in us from a very young age. Because like when, when we look at makeup or like skincare, it'll say anti-aging or like you'll read magazine articles that talk about anti-aging and you get this like subconscious notion that aging is bad because you don't want to do it and because they put the word anti in front of it it's like a bad thing like you don't want it to happen to you and when it does start to happen to you like you're you're doomed like you're never going to be deemed attractive you're not going to be deemed as worthy like in society and all that kind of stuff but I like what you said about focusing more on positive aging because it's going to happen it's inevitable to all of us and I think when we have that more positive outlook on it it makes the whole process so much more exciting you know because aging and getting older you can't like a lot of people probably dread it like I think about it sometimes and I'm like oh my god I don't want to get older like but yeah yeah but there's so much beauty that comes with aging and experiencing life and like looking at it from that perspective is so much more freeing absolutely and actually so copian so Allure magazine stopped using the word anti-aging I think in 20 
2019. Um, and they've written extensively about that. And Copinico, we've actually stopped using the term anti-aging mm-hmm. and more focusing on positive aging because it's a, it's a real and it's a really interesting line to walk. And I think that you know reading some of the comments online too, especially on Allure's stories, are really interesting as well because people like obviously people want things to work. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's important to be able to say, hey, you know, I'm going to, you know, it, I can be someone who loves my body, but buy a night serum or start put my day by putting collagen in my body or supporting my own collagen, or I can be someone who's doing a yoga class, but uh, not invite that, that conflict with the natural aging process as well. Um, and so we're always seeking feedback and I think it's a really ongoing conversation and I think it's a, it's a cool one and an important one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it definitely is. It's definitely needed, especially nowadays, like, yeah. because with social media and everything and like, I hate how everything always goes back to social media, but it's such a, it's a, such a huge part of our lives. Like it's inevitable. Like it's going to affect us no matter what, like whether you're on it or not. And just having that conversation, I think is just so important, yeah. especially for young girls, because you look at little girls nowadays, they're 13 years old, and they're already like putting on makeup or like trying to look cute and like fit into that box that society is trying to put on them. And I know when I was 13, I was not thinking about those things. So it's just it just shows you that all of that yeah. is starting earlier now. So it's good that we're kind of getting ahead of it, you know, before it's too late. I think it was either Sweden or Norway. One of the one of those two, one of the Scandinavian countries, but they actually recently passed a law that required any kind of company and any kind of influencer who's posting a photo online to mm. disclose if that photo has been retouched, mm-hmm. which is super important. Wish we were doing that here. Um, I know. And I think it's really cool seeing people like Alicia Keys, you know, I I don't know if she's doing it now, but for a while she was going completely makeup free at Mm -hmm. all of her events. So neat. I mean, she's someone who has millions of eyes on her because she wanted to drive the conversation around beauty and about, and about her work and not Mm -hmm. just, you know, not just represent these things. I I, I actually really admire, I've admired her for such a long time, but Bobby Brown, hers was the first makeup book that I ever bought. But in it, she she was super, I forget the title of it. It's, uh, I bought it and probably, oh my gosh, I mean, 2002, something like that. But I remember so specifically her saying, you know, when you look at a model or you look at some magazine, don't think how beautiful is the person. Think mm-hmm. how beautiful is the makeup because there's yeah. so much that goes into, I mean, people have these whole teams. And even she, as someone who had made her whole career out of makeup was saying, hey, you know, we really have to take these images out there with a grain of salt because they are powerful but I think that there has been a real shift in the beauty space which is awesome to see Mm -hmm. yeah no it definitely is it definitely is because I I remember even like 10 years ago like looking at magazines or even online like scrolling through online websites shopping and stuff you would never see like people of color women of different sizes people with like acne or skin conditions. But now when you're looking through it, you see people who have psoriasis, you see people with acne, you see people of different body sizes and different skin colors and stuff. And it's such a good thing. I think that's happening. And it's like very powerful, especially for younger generations. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I think, uh, I think recent examples, Cara Delvine didn't cover up her psoriasis at the Met Gala. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I believe that Mae Musk, who's 70 something, was on the cover of Sports of the Sports Illustrated swim issue along mm-hmm. with other women. I mean, really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And one thing I've been seeing a lot too is people with like type one diabetes having their I don't know what they're called, but they're um like readers that they have yeah yeah on their arms and like not photoshopping those out and I think just think that Mm -hmm. not photoshopping all those little quote-unquote like imperfections they're not actually imperfections but people would think of them as especially if it's going into a magazine but leaving those in there is so it's so good to see I love it yeah I mean so someone who has diabetes that I said um Robin Arzon Mm-hmm. Uh, the Peloton instructor. I mean, every time I see her patch, I'm just reminded of, and she, she obviously, she, you know, she needs it for medical issues and she wears it when she's working out, but I'm like, wow, she, that makes me respect her so much more mm-hmm. because she's gone through all these things because she has to be so connected with her body. Mm-hmm. Um, I think too, I've seen more women go gray, not dye their hair anymore. Certainly Diane Keaton's been going, doing that for a while, but Andy McDowell recently mm-hmm. um, started to stop dyeing her very famous uh, hair. And, you know, because uh, so often we'll see a man who is going gray, you know, for example, mm-hmm. Richard Gere has been, you know, the silver fox for years, but oh mm-hmm. my gosh, if a woman goes gray, you know, that's kind of, she's an old person. All of a sudden. Yeah. But people are really challenging this notion, which mm-hmm. is exciting. Um, Cause so many people too suffer from hair loss. Um, mm-hmm. And I've seen as well, a movement of women. I've seen a few beauty editors actually just start wearing their hair shaved in public mm-hmm. completely. Um, and I've had the conversation around, I think someone posted that she, she's like, you know what? I live in Atlanta. It's hot as heck out. I have a condition that mm-hmm. makes my hair fall out. And this wig that I was wearing made me scratch. It, it was horrible in this heat. And society, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go with shaved head. And mm-hmm. she rocks it. She looks amazing. But you know why she looks amazing? Because she's confident. Mm-hmm. When we close our eyes and we think about the most beautiful person we know, guarantee you when you do that it's not going to be the skinniest person or the person who's has the you know the most expensive clothes anything like that it's going to be the person who's confident and connected with themselves who's going to be the one dancing at the beach and they're you know and they're bathing mm-hmm. because they don't care like it's it's really that confidence and connection mm-hmm. and we're waking up to that in such an exciting way yeah I love that so for you personally, have there been any specific wellness practices that you've really developed over like your whole journey that have really helped you feel more confident? Yeah. Um, I guess in the last year or two, I've become a lot more confident. I think that, you know, a wellness practice for me, actually, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you my woo-woo wellness practices because I have many, <laughs> but I will also tell you that something that's important to my wellness is being very uncomfortable mm-hmm. sometimes. And actually starting a company has been cathartic in that I have gotten very comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. And that to me is an essential part of my wellness practice because I feel more centered in the storm. Mm -hmm. And that's an important thing for me, but tools that I've cultivated to help me do that are many. Um, I wake up every morning, um, typically around six and I will get up, I'll make, I'll make the matcha beauty from Copina Co, but I'll have this like warm matcha in my favorite mug and I'll sit there and just have it. I I make it 
slowly. I make it at 175 degrees the whole time, like very, very mindfully. And it's all practice for me. And all I started journaling in the morning. I started um, journaling can be kind of intimidated, intimidating sometimes. It's like, what the heck mm-hmm. do I write down? So I really recommend things like the five minute journal or um, oh my gosh, the daily stoic is really awesome. And then I also read once I moved on from the daily stoic, I was ready for more. I started reading um, the artist's way, which is really just something meant to inspire creativity in anyone. Uh, and that's been super helpful for me. So I'll journal for a little bit. And then always get some movement. I walk my dog with my husband for like a half hour and then I'll come back. I always have a smoothie in the morning um, filled with lots of greens, lots of veggies that make me feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then recently too, I, I've just be, become aware of how important quiet time is and connecting with either work, but also myself without my device. So I've been more conscious of um I actually recently bought an alarm clock that, I mean, I haven't had one in years, but um, it doesn't have any kind of connection to my phone apart from telling the time. Like it mm-hmm. is connected to Wi-Fi just to tell the time, but I leave my phone in another room now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to do that when I work too, but not waking up first thing in the morning and checking my phone. Cause I was noticing that I would wake up, turn off my alarm and like immediately check my email. And it would sort of be this micro stressor, this little, you know, you'd feel a little tightness in your chest. And that's been a game changer for me, just not looking at my phone for Mm -hmm. at least an hour and a half in the mornings. Um, That has been so beneficial for me in terms of creativity, in terms of my peace of mind. I also really love doing small things for myself. Like um, I'll finish my, I'll finish my showers with a burst of cold water Mm -hmm. at the end. Um, I also really have gotten into dry brushing. Uh, I, I do it like once a week. I mean, not often because um, I just <laughs> get busy. I also love this lymphatic drainage tool um, by Della Hart. Um, oh, I have the same just, one. <laughs> oh, you do? Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it, it sounds so weird. Like, what the heck is this? But it's, guys, it's fantastic. I know. I love it. I love it. I am a little inconsistent with using it though, but when I do yeah. use it, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. I'll bring it. I like bringing it on trips, especially too, if I know that I'm mm-hmm. feeling bloated or like after flights. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I travel, I'm starting to get, I'm starting to travel a lot too. So actually things that I do when I'm traveling, I always bring, like I, I bring the stick packs of matcha because I can, my matcha um, and I can bring them anywhere, which is so nice. So I can always have the collagen boost and then the energy boost like really easily. But then I also will always make sure that I have a healthy breakfast. I don't drink um, when I'm on planes. And then I love wearing compression socks when I'm traveling mm-hmm. as well because uh, they're just really good for keeping up blood flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are all really great tips, especially the compression socks when you're traveling. That's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a game changer mm-hmm. actually for energy. Um, I, I read some, I, I think it was LeBron wears them, um, mm-hmm. but a lot of NBA athletes wear them because it's so much better for recovery, but also energy levels mm-hmm. um, and just keeping your heart healthy too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really like what you said at the beginning, how you like to keep yourself uncomfortable and how that's like a wellness practice for you because- we like wellness practices, like they embody literally everything. So whether it's mm-hmm. just simple stuff that you do in your morning routine or like actual kind of like more spiritual or mental practices that you do for yourself, like putting yourself in com- in situations where you're uncomfortable or um, getting out of your typical routine and like, or talking to people that you wouldn't usually talk to, like those are 
or should be part of your wellness practices too and like consider part of your wellness practice and we don't really think of them in that way you know we think of yeah. wellness as just like doing a facial three times exactly. a week or like exactly that kind of stuff so I really like yeah. that you mentioned that because it's important to remember that wellness has so many different forms and comes in so many different ways and especially with you and starting your business and stuff like I can only imagine how often you've been uncomfortable or scared or like had self-doubt or felt imposter syndrome and totally. anything like that yeah yeah totally and, and I think that um yeah because I think that we're not being our fullest selves if we're cloistered Mm -hmm. And we're just focusing on our own comfort and we're only looking inside. We have to be active and engaged in the world. And, you know, I think too that, uh, that yeah, for me, I, I feel like, you know, you, you want to be a braver person. You want to be a bolder person. Like, man, I got to say, putting myself out there is not natural for me. It's deeply mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Starting a company, being on podcasts, not a natural thing. Like, and I've gotten so much more comfortable with it but it's something I worked at a lot. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I really didn't like putting myself out there, but I thought, you know, I want this for my life and kind of forced it, but it, it's a muscle. Confidence is a muscle. Bravery is a muscle. You know, did you know you can't be brave if you don't feel fear? Mm -hmm. um, but we, how we get more comfortable with doing these things is just doing them often and having that trust with ourselves and repeating that process. But it, but it is really important because I, I, I think that, and it can be anything. You don't have to be starting a business. Like one thing, one suggestion I read recently was, you know, someone make sure to order something new at a restaurant that they've never tried before every single mm -hmm. time. Like, I think that's really cool. Or yeah. having, doing some activity that scares them like skydiving every single year, but always, always growing um, and pushing yourself uh, is, is so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just getting his complacency kills. So just getting away from that. Cause it's so easy to just fall into your daily routine, especially I think as you get older, like what I've noticed is that it's so easy to just do the same thing every day and not question yeah. it. But I think we, you have to keep that curiosity that you had as a kid and like question things and make sure you give yourself the time to actually go do things that scare you or do things that make you um, uncomfortable and stuff because it's so easy not to. So we have to put in that extra effort mm -hmm. to actually do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And do you have any books, other podcasts or resources that you recommend people check out either about what we've talked about or things that you just personally really love? Yes. Oh my gosh. So, well, I love, I love reading. Um, so books, um, I just listened to Atomic Habits, um, really fantastic, really good book, highly recommend. I also love Dr. Wayne Dyer, um, very much into positive psychology, um, and that just changed my life. Sarah Blakely recommended it. Um, I also really love, um, I, well, I love Diane von Furstenberg's book. So for biz, for just personal life. I would highly recommend that for business. The book Shoe Dog is really fantastic. If you want to start a business, I would recommend the book Blue Ocean Strategy for anyone. That's just a really, really good one. Um, and then for, I really love, okay, I love cooking. So if you're interested in plant-based recipes, which I love publishing the ones on Coquinico sites, so you should definitely check out ours. I also really love Deliciously Ella and um, Green Kitchen Stories for plant-based recipes and the happy pair. Those are just 
three really, really good ones. Perfect. Great. Thank you. Those are really awesome recommendations. I'll have to check them out. And where can people find you? Like your website, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Thank you. Um, so you can follow me at Carolyn Nushannon. My company is at Copinico and they're sold at Copin- on copinico.com. We're also coming soon to Whole Foods uh, in Northern California, New York, and Boston, and then Amazon. And you can also find us at your local independent shop around the country. We sell to several hundred independent stores across the U.S. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today's podcast. I'm so happy that we were able to chat. I love everything you had to say. And I know that so many people listening to this will definitely get a lot of value from it. And there were so many things that we could have gone into more. Like, I really want to talk to you more about like the nitty gritty of your business and like how that actually started. So maybe we'll do a part two, but thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Morgan.